You just tuned in to Men of Abundance, episode 123, with Scott Allen Turner. Today, along with other subjects, we're talking about your fiscal intelligence and why it's important for you to go out and fail. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. Aloha and what is going on all of you amazing abundant leaders out there. We have yet another great conversation coming your way today with Scott Allen Turner. And as you already know, I love having conversations with guys like this and all of the other guests that I've had on Men of Abundance. But the other thing that I really enjoy doing is having conversations with all of you. I've had conversations with some of you, either in Facebook Messenger or in some of the other groups or even on the phone. I've talked with a couple of you over Skype as well. And I really dig that. I like to see your perspective. I like to have those conversations with you. So you can get the opportunity to have a conversation with me or any of the other guys in the group and even a few of the guests who hang out in our private Facebook group at menofabundance.com. Just search Men of Abundance Community or you can go to menofabundance.com at the top. There's a link. Well, there are several links up there, but one of them is members only. You can click on that link, read through the benefits of being a member of the private Facebook group, and click at the bottom to request to be a member. Again, this is only for guys. So ladies, if you want in on some of the action and you want to have some of these conversations, you can like the Men of Abundance fan page. Just search Men of Abundance in Facebook and you'll find the fan page right there. I love having the conversations with you guys in there. And another thing that this is the last time that I'm going to mention this for now because I've already got a few guys that are ready to go in the seven-day Living Your Life of Abundance project. I'm having a seven-day Living Your Life of Abundance project that I'm going to be starting in a couple weeks. I'm just finalizing a few things, getting a few more people in there. And this is your chance to go to menofabundance.com. Click on that members link, get access to the Facebook group, and then as soon as you see that pinned post, it's a video of me talking about the specifics of this project, you're going to be able to get access. All you have to do is say yes in the comments, and I'll add you to the list, and then I'm going to get on a face-to-face Skype call directly with you. I'm going to send you a link from my calendar to get on my scheduler so that we can talk face-to-face for 15 minutes. I want to get to know who you are what you're looking to get out of this Living Your Life of Abundance seven-day project. And if everything lines up and we both feel that it's a fit, then I'll get you into that project. Now, rather you're looking forward to get into that seven-day project or not, I would love to hear your comments about any of the topics as it pertains to living a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, or fitness, or damn, just about anything else that you have in mind as being an abundant leader in your community. I would love to have that conversation with you. Ask the question in the group or just post your statement. Start a dialogue. Let's have that conversation. And if you have not had the chance to leave a five-star rating and review or any star rating and review for that matter, I really want your honest feedback. Then the easiest way to do that is to either check on your podcast player on whatever device you're listening to this on or if you're on the website, Men of Abundance, 
com, and you're listening to this on the website, right underneath the podcast player, there's several options. You can either subscribe in iTunes, leave a review, you can clamor it, that's a really cool feature, download the episode, you can subscribe on Stitcher, and you can subscribe on Android. All of that you can do right there from the website, and I greatly appreciate you doing either one, whichever one pertains to you, so that more people can find Men of Abundance, because I know there's more people out there looking for these conversations, looking for these solutions, looking for these kick-in-the-gut moments that they can relate to, so they too can start on their journey to living a life of abundance. And the only way they're going to be able to find that is by getting us pushed up in the search engines, And the way we do that is to have more ratings and reviews and more subscribers to the podcast. So if you have not had a chance to do that yet, go do that right after this conversation or as soon as you're done working out or driving or whatever it is you're doing right now. I greatly appreciate that. Now, let me tell you just a little bit about our feature guest today. Scott Allen Turner went from being a money moron at age 22 to a self-made millionaire 13 years later. He is an early retiree and has been debt-free since 2009. Scott now spends his time helping others become financial rock stars through his best-selling book, talk radio show, and podcast. He has been quoted in Forbes.com, Business Insider, Money Magazine, and U.S. News and World Report. He has been married to his lovely wife, Katie, for 11 years, has twin three-year-olds, And in his free time, plays guitar in not one, but two rock and roll bands. Scott, welcome to Men of Abundance, man. How you doing? Doing great, Wally. Thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. Absolutely. Where are you at in the world? I am in Dallas, Texas, sometimes referred to as Big D. Big old D. (laughs) Yeah, the Big D. I've, I've got quite a bit of time in Texas. I've lived in El Paso. I've lived in Colleen, Texas. Do not recommend that. And I've lived in San Antonio, and I've been to Austin and Dallas and Houston, but uh, great state. I, lo- I really like Texas. Yeah, there's certainly a lot to do, and it's quite massive, so there's, yeah, it's never-ending. <laughs> and being a veteran, veteran Texas is one of the best states to veterans. They are really good to veterans. Yes, indeed. A lot of military bases here. And mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned Colleen. I, had a, I have a friend down there whose dad was in the military on that base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just about anybody in Colleen is or was in the military, I think. <laughs> just about. There's not much else to do down there. So, you know, before we really get started here, I want to mention that Interview Valet, um, Karen and Tom and the whole team over there at Interview Valet, they're the ones that introduced you and I. And I want to show them some love and just thank them publicly right now before we get started here. Yeah, they do an awesome job. So I'm glad they hooked us up. Absolutely. So before we get too much into the show, I really like to start the show out the way I start out every single morning, just like I did this very morning, which is with an attitude of gratitude. The payoff is just so huge. I can wake up in a, in a just crappy mood. Yes, I do too. And as soon as I do my attitude of gratitude, it's like the whole day just brightens up and, and opens up, even though it's 430 in the morning when I'm when I'm doing it. But anyhow, what do you have to be grateful for today, Scott? I am always thankful waking up, being in good health and pain-free. I work out with a trainer, so she put me through the paces last week. We were doing this weird stuff from this Bulgarian trainer who came into the facility. And so the following day, I woke up. like Everything that I had ever hurt in my life was hurting. (laughs) So I'm finally through that after a few days. We won't be doing those exercises again. Well, I'm here to tell you that that is uh, I've woken up on those days many a time and that's a great way to certainly know that you're alive. Yeah, it is. So how long have you been working out with a trainer? 
I just started with my recent one about six or eight weeks ago. I had some goals at the beginning of the year. I wanted to get in extraordinary shape for summer. I wasn't able to do it quite as well as I would like on my own. So I need some accountability. I just work out with her once a week and she gets me on a diet. So I know I'm going in every week. She's going to ask me questions, make sure I'm sticking with the plan. And then we take measurements and all that stuff. So it's been extremely helpful to have some accountability going in there each week. It really is. I've done some training myself with other folks and I do mostly, I used to do mostly group training, but I've done a couple one-on-one and I just love the, the environment of having somebody who will actually do the work, uh, whether I'm there or not, which is really cool. And having a trainer, even though trainers have trainers, and I've always enjoyed being trained in that regard as well. Yeah, it's certainly you learn quite a bit. You can get your nutrition dialed in. Some people may think, well, trainers are really expensive. They are. They're 50 60 bucks an hour. But when you get on the right diet and start, you're not eating out all the time. So it kind of balances out in the savings that you're going to get from cooking at home, making your own food, not eating out all the time. And then, all right, you pay the trainer what you saved. Right. Absolutely. The payoff is huge other than yeah. just the monetary payoff. So before we got started here, Scott, I talked a little bit about what you're doing and what you've been doing. And it doesn't really get into exactly who you are. And here on Men of Abundance, we really like to get to know the man behind the abundance. So if you could get a little bit personal and let us know who Scott is. Sure thing. I call myself a former money moron. I have an IT background, came out of college, and like most people, didn't get a financial education from my parents or from school, elementary, high school, college, anywhere from that. Came out of college with some student loans, got into some credit card debt, bought new automobiles, and found myself living the paycheck-to-paycheck lifestyle like a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Got my financial financial awakening in my mid-20s, started turning my life around for the better. And I was at a point where I wasn't sleeping very well at night because I bought too much house and had too much car. So I made some financial decisions. Let's get rid of the car, get rid of the car payment. Let's start saving some. And that was about the year 2000, so 17 years ago. And from there, life was just turned around for the much better. Um, Gotten out of debt. I've been debt-free since 2009. I have no mortgage. I'm now a quote-unquote early retiree. I work because I want to, not because I have to. And I have an amazing life. So what I do now is I teach personal finance and how to not make money mistakes, and I love helping people out. Boy, you've got a huge market, I'll tell you what. And the feeling of being, I know many listeners have do not know this feeling, but the feeling of being out of debt, and maybe minus the house, but to be completely out of debt is just the most amazing feeling, especially after literally losing hair, not just turning gray, but losing hair from being in so much debt. And I know those sleepless nights very well definitely so what you do and paying it forward is just amazing i know that you've got a huge um i know you're overworked (laughs) you could probably work 24 7 uh and not get it all done in your lifetime but um how do you go through that process what do you do for guys i have a show that i do three times four times a week now but i Three times a week, I'll answer questions from listeners about money, and that ranges to I'm having trouble working, I don't have a job, so I'm out of work, or how do I balance my 401k, I don't understand investing, or I'm starting a business. I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I have a lot of business background. I've had eight companies over the past 15 years that I've started or been a partner in, and then I've also been working working with a financial planner. I've been married almost 12 years. We started working with him just after we got married, so I have a lot of knowledge from working with him and being married, raising kids. 
So I like to share all that stuff. So the topics are extremely varied, and I just have a great time when people send me questions that maybe I have to go out to do research for an hour or two for some subjects I may not be as familiar with and get back to them. But it's a great time learning, and it's extremely rewarding sharing that knowledge with people and seeing those changes in their lives. And some, many of them have become debt-free. I've been doing this for almost two years now, and a lot of lives have just changed in that small amount of time. Yeah, when you can change lives like that and change families, it's just amazing. And on top of all of that, you've also got twin three-year-olds, boys or girls. I have one of each, so we had oh. we say we, we say one and done, but it technically goes two and done. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that is amazing. That is cool. I dig that a lot. And on top of that, you play guitar in a rock band. Yes, I've been playing music since I just got out of college. I really didn't get on fire for it till right before I met my wife and got really, let's say, more involved in music. And I really wasn't into my first band until probably about seven or eight years ago. Right now, I'm in two bands. We practice once a week, play out every couple months, which is perfect for me. I'm not the guy who's going to go on a six-month tour or anything, but it's just enough to give me a good time, get out of the house, and pursue a passion that uh, I really enjoy. Yeah, I really dig that. And that's one of the things I tell the audience and tell men of abundance all the time is you've set your lifestyle up such that even with doing what you're doing and so many guys out there still have jobs and you can do your side hustle and set it up in such a way that you still have the time to spend with family and then to pursue an interest that you have. My thing is, is one thing that I have yet to do, and it's all my fault, is to learn to play the saxophone. That's the instrument. I'm not instrumentally inclined. Can't even talk right, for that matter. But (laughs) my two oldest boys, my oldest is self-taught on guitar. My other boy is learning guitar, and he's really good with mixing music and stuff like that. So it must be somewhere in there between my wife and I. So I'm thinking I would love to give it a try at some point. But just having the finances and allowing yourself the freedom and the time to do that, it's just good for your soul because there's so much tangible stuff that we need in life. But we also need that personal stuff to like you being in the band. I think it's really cool. Yeah, everyone has a passion. They may not have yet discovered it yet. Uh, a lot of guitarists, like the really high-level ones, figured it out early on, 7, age 10, 13. I wasn't picking it up till age 21, and then I didn't really get involved until I was in my early 30s. So I was a really late bloomer, but then I really caught on, got into it. And for me, as a matter of, I really want to master this instrument. I looked at everything else going on in my life. I've been a dabbler in a lot of things up until that point dabbled in tennis and softball and all kinds of other sports ultimate frisbee and running and ran a marathon one time and i got to the point where i was like i'm gonna focus on this one thing because i know i've always loved music even as a child even though i didn't play an instrument i always listened to it and decided i'm gonna put everything else aside all the other sports all the other hobbies all the activities and i'm just gonna master this one and become really really good at it and it's worked out for me i've had a great time doing it and i still get to do it well, that's a good point, Scott. I think that, um, you know, that so many guys, I'll use myself for instance, I've always been the jack of all trades, master of none. And once I got to the point to where I realized that I wanted to master one skill, for instance, podcasting and speaking and having these amazing conversations with guys like you, uh, I just was able to hone in on that skill and get better and better and better at it. Whereas if I try to do, well, I'm also a surfer and I'm also paddle boarding and stuff like that, but that's more hobby type stuff. It's not anything I'm trying to go compete with. 
Um, but this here is something that I'm trying to take worldwide. So I think it's a very good point that you brought up, brought that up that it takes us takes me back to the book written by Jay Papazan and Gary Keller. Uh, the one thing is in order to get great at something, you really have to focus on that one thing. Yeah, and that is an excellent book. For me, it was a matter of looking ahead down the future. What do I want to be doing in 10 years? What do I want to be doing in 20 years? All right, I'm at an age. I'm not going to be a professional golfer. I've never even played golf other than a couple times. But I'm not going to be a weekend golfer, have a, a golf widow sitting at home, knowing <laughs> I'm never going to make the PGA Tour unless I committed my life to that wholeheartedly and practiced every day and went through that uh, process. But for music, I loved it so much. Like I'm going to just do this one thing. And it's not 100% of the time, I probably 80-20. So 20% mm -hmm. of the time, I'll do the goof-off things, the jack-of-all-trades, whatever that happens to be. I wakeboard, I work out in my yard and do different things. But that 80% of the time, I really love music, and I know I can do it for the rest of my life. And it's another thing, you can share it. Music is a right. gift. You get to play for people. I get to, at some point, teach my kids how to play the guitar and teach other people about it as well. So it's a great release. Yeah, it's really cool. I've always been really impressed with those that are very good at an instrument and vocalist as well. So amongst, you know, we just talked about all the different things that, that we can do and that you've done. And in my experience, I know that anybody who's moving forward and doing anything amazing in life, especially in helping other people along the way, there's been a few kick in the gut moments. And I would love for you to share one of those moments with us and really make us feel that, that moment that really kind of took you to your knees. And, um, was a dramatic experience in your life. Yeah, it was. I came from, from the corporate world at a couple of corporate jobs. In around the year 2000, I was working at an internet startup company, about 40, 50 hours a week. Prior to starting there, a couple of guys at my previous company said, hey, we're starting a company. You want to come join us? We'll give you equity ownership. And I can't pay anything. I was like, yeah, sounds like a great idea. It was doing something I loved working on websites. And I did that on evenings and weekends. And I did that for three years not getting paid a dime. We were just building the company slowly, piece by piece, month by month. And I would work routinely 70, 80 hours a week. I had zero friends. I had no life because I would work all the time. And I reached a point where I was like, this is killing me. <laughs> uh, girlfriend gave me the boot at the time. I'd been dating her four or five years. She's like, you work too much. I'm sick of you. We're done. And she pretty much never talked to me again. Uh, dad came down with prostate cancer at the time. It was a little bit of a wake-up call. He worked his way through it, but the C word, when it hits close to home, it changes your perspective on life, whether it's you, a close family member, or a friend, and makes you reevaluate your life. So all those things hit about the same couple weeks and went to my business partner and said, hey guys, you know, I'm dying over here. Uh, what's it going to take to pay my mortgage and just my basic bills? And we came up with a number, just bare necessities, the needs, nothing beyond that. No eating out, no vacation, no nothing. Came up with a number like, yeah, we can pay you that much. We're making enough. And the following week went in, handed in my resignation at my corporate job. And that was really the turning point in my life from working all the time, focusing on nothing but work, and then changing my attitude to I'm going to focus outwardly on others. I started volunteering every Friday as part of my package I agreed to these guys with. I just said, hey, I'll work for you full time, but I want Friday mornings off. I'm going to go volunteer somewhere and give back to people. And that was that was the beginning of the changing in my life from going from a um, consumer and accumulator to a to a giver. 
Wonderful. What were you doing as your volunteer work? I volunteered at the Atlanta, I lived in Atlanta at the time, at the Atlanta Botanical Gardens. So I would go, I lived in the suburbs, I would drive 45 minutes to an hour downtown, and I'd pull weeds for three or four hours with the full-time employees. Sometimes we'd get to prune roses or just landscaping, yard work, a lot of weed pulling, we'll say. <laughs> yeah, I find that kind of therapeutic, though. I, I really enjoy doing that when I have the time for it, you know, like in my own home. Personally, when I, I had this huge home out here in Hawaii, and I had somebody come and do it every two weeks or something like that, just because I was so busy and had so much to do. But once in a while, I, I really enjoyed doing that, and I too have volunteered in that aspect as well. So, you know, there's a lot going on there, what you were just talking about, because one, you gave up this corporate job that was certainly paying more than I, I'm gathering, was paying more than what you could at the startup where you were, you know, kind of helping out your friends and just getting paid just the necessities. But then you were giving of yourself, and they they allowed you that time. So one right there, that by making that decision, you had the freedom to do that. Would your corporate job allow you to do that? No, it would not have. And the exact number, I took a 65% pay cut for my corporate mm. job to go do my own thing. Wow. Yeah, so this is, once again, men of abundance and, and all you abundant leaders out there to focus on the fact that it doesn't take money to create happiness. And again, don't get me wrong. I'm all about making money and improving your financial, you know, your fiscal responsibilities and your fiscal education. But money alone is not the answer to living a happy and abundant lifestyle. It's just not. And it's it's more about having the freedom to do the things that you want to do and to give back to the community or however you want to do that. So I truly commend you on doing that and making that realization, Scott. Thanks. I appreciate that. It is hard for people to comprehend that. And for a lot of people, they hear somebody saying, you know, money doesn't make you happy. Well, that's because you have money. Well, mm. no, it's because I didn't have money at one time. I saw how happy I was and now I have money and see how happy I am. And for me, when I was living paycheck to paycheck, when my wife and I first got married and we were living in a small rental house that had bugs running around because we're in a transition period, neither of us had big incomes. We're, she was driving a car, I was driving a scooter, and compared to where we are now, debt-free, paid for home, living a life of abundance. My happiness level isn't really significantly more because I get it from things outside of finances. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for pointing that out. That is truly amazing. So at what point was that pivot point to where you started transitioning from working strictly with the startup and obviously you went out and started doing your own thing? How did that whole thing evolve? Yeah, from that day when I turned in my resignation, I was able to focus full time on what was essentially my side gig at that point. I had a couple business partners and that started having that focus, allowing us to really grow that company much more. And it didn't really take long for my income to come back up. I don't know the exact time period, but within one to two years, I had made the money back from the pay cut. And then the business grew exponentially. We brought on another guy. We all paid ourselves very handsome salaries and the business continued to grow. And I was making more money than I ever was at my corporate job. So it was quite an amazing turnaround. And the economy was good at that time. So taking that leap of faith, on that particular day. And one of the reasons I was able to do that is I had a six month emergency fund that I had saved up. So that was my mm. sleep well backup plan. If anything yeah. ever want, 
went wrong, I knew, all right, I can go back into corporate, I can go get an IT job somewhere, and I got six months to make it happen. Yeah, I've got a mortgage, worst case scenario, I'm sure I could sell the house within six months and get out of it. I like to tell people, what is the worst thing that could happen to you living in American society or a first world country? Well, you're not gonna go hungry because there's food banks, community centers. You're not gonna go not have a roof over your head because you've got friends, family, churches, community centers that would put you up overnight. If you're an adult, you've already got clothes, so you don't need to go out and buy more clothes. And so the worst case scenario is really not that bad at all. Right. Yeah, absolutely, especially if you've got a few skills under your belt already. And one of which I'm hoping that you're getting from Men of Abundance here is having those relationships and those people skills because everything you just mentioned has a lot to do with the relationships that you build through just being a man of abundance, being a person of, of um, you know, values and, and, and giving value to other people. So at some point, if you're ever in that situation, chances are you're going to get something back from that. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're sharing of yourself, your resources, your time, time, talents, and oh, there's three T's. I'm drawing Treasures. a blank right now. Treasure. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was a third one. Just have yeah. to draw a blank. <laughs> when you're sharing of those things, that's really where life starts to happen. Absolutely. And again, a lot of people don't believe this. When you, the more you give, the more you will get back. It doesn't necessarily mean monetarily, but personally, spiritually, or relationshiply, it'll make you feel better and have a better life overall. It is absolutely a proven fact, without a doubt. So now, doing what you're doing now, you've already kind of talked a little bit about, you've been doing this for about two years, and you've helped a few people get debt-free. Can you elaborate on one of those stories, one of those good news stories, and, you know, about how that really helped out a family? Yeah, I've got a guy who's become my friend now, he contacted me about a year ago and he was in a situation, his relative was in some medical debt. He had some credit card debt. He had got laid off from his job and he was getting some bad advice from a debt consolidation company. They're charging him a bunch of money. He ended up declaring bankruptcy to get out from under this debt. I mean, there was not a way that he was gonna get out of this in a reasonable fashion. So he went out and declared bankruptcy almost a year ago to the date. Uh, today, he's got a great new job that he likes a lot. He's got almost $12,000 in savings. Never had that before in his life. He's got a 700 plus credit score. I mean, he's, he's crushing it from where he was a year ago. And he lives in one of the most expensive cities in the world, New York City. So I'm happy to call him my friend and I've, it's been amazing to watch him change his life in just those, that short period of time. So is that somebody that you knew from before or he contacted you as a result of what you're doing? Yeah, he was listening to my show. He stumbled upon it and he just reached out and introduced himself to me. So I've gotten to know him pretty well and happy to have met him and certainly happy to hear his story and been able to have been a part of that, helping him out. Yeah, those are, those are truly the most amazing stories when they come out like that because it, it's just somebody, a lot of the people that I've personally helped as well, it's the same thing as people I did not know prior and it's just an amazing feeling to create those friendships and those relationships uh, through that transaction. Yeah, I've gotten to meet so many amazing people virtually. I'm mean, Hopefully someday I'll get to go out and do some type of tour and meet these people <laughs> in person because I would just want to shake people's hands and give people's hugs and say, 
wow, you know, thanks for being part of this, listening to the show, telling me your story. I'm so happy that you turned your life around and your marriage's gotten better, job's gotten better, financial situation's gotten better, your relationship with the children's gotten better, whatever happens to be, uh, to be able to help those people and meet them. That'd be my one of my dreams of my life, being able to do what I'm doing now. Uh, absolutely, without a doubt. So, Scott, we're at the point where we're going to pay it forward. You ready to do that, man? Sure thing. Excellent. Hey, guys, if I've been at all successful in convincing you that you need some sort of a side hustle, you're out looking right now for some way to build a side hustle or build upon an idea that you already have and you're trying to learn things like building a website what website should I use what provider should I use what kind of marketing should I do online marketing social media marketing should I look at these new bots these Facebook bots how do I create an email list what autoresponder do I use I mean I can go on and on with all of the different intricate parts of starting a business whether it's online offline brick and mortar out of your home whatever it is you name it you don't have to look any further you can get it all in one place in a membership site called freedom f-r-e-e-d-y-m and I'm a member of freedom I'm always in there. I'm always learning new things. They're consistently adding new video tutorials, which is the way that I like to learn. I like to watch the video, pause it, then go implement it, then start it again and continue on from there. And you can go back all the time, anytime that you want, and watch these videos. Freedom is dubbed the Netflix for entrepreneurs because there are so many videos in there from all kinds of different people, not the same person. That's the cool thing about it. Yes, Ryan Lee is the creator of Freedom, and you'll hear him a lot, but he also brings on other experts that are experts in their fields, people that he learns from, and he shares that information with all the members within Freedom. Now, you can get access to Freedom by going to menofabundance.com, click on the resources tab, and scroll down and you'll see the Freedom logo. Now, if you are looking to get started with Freedom, I am asking you to use that link because it is linked back to me. Because since becoming a member and absolutely loving everything in there, I became an advocate and then I found out I could become an affiliate. What that means is for everybody that signs up from that link, Men of Abundance gets a kickback. And I say Men of Abundance because that's going back into keeping the mic on and as I start generating more income through Men of Abundance, a portion of the income is going to various charities that I'm aligned with. So not only are you going to get the best training that you're going to find online to start any type of online business or brick and mortar business, you're also going to be helping me keep the mic on and helping a charity. How awesome is that? Paying it forward multiplied. Now go take a look at what freedom can do for you at menofabundance.com forward slash resources or just click on the resources tab at menofabundance.com. Now, let's get back to the conversation. So give our men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today. Sure thing. I'll give three. One of them is going to be really simple. A couple, no, slightly more time. The first one is, is what I tell people is, number one, make the phone call. Each of us has a phone call that we have to make that we've been putting off, whether it's putting off for a week, a month, or a year, and since... The show is going to be over in 10, 15 minutes, however long it is, and you're probably listening to it on your smartphone. Get off the phone and make the call. That can be a relationship that needs healing, a call to get a discount on your car insurance to save some money, 
a debt that you've stuck your hand or stuck your head in the sand about for a long time and you need to address whatever it happens to be there's a phone call each of us needs to make and just just make it pull the mandate off and get it over with mm -hmm. <laughs> second uh, tip is just choose a lot of things that we don't get to experience or putting off avoiding on our lives because we're not choosing we're going through life and I've been through this plenty of times you just float through life you're on the plateau not thinking about anything and taking life as it comes to you not choosing is in fact choosing so if you choose to accept your circumstances and have a pity party well you can do that but you can also choose to turn your life around for the better whatever that happens to be maybe it's getting more education working towards a goal, laying the whatever that happens with you, but you get to choose to seize it. And finally is a lot of people say, you know, I need to go out and start. You do need to start, but you also need to go out and fail. This part of life. Mm. We're all going to fail. It's guaranteed. <laughs> it's 100% guaranteed. If you listen, you can read every personal finance book since I talk about Bernie a lot. You can read every personal finance book, listen to every personal finance show, and you're, you're going to fail. You're going to lose money. You're going to do something dumb. I can't tell you how many stupid things I've done with money. Still do stupid things. It's never going to go away for your entire life. You're going to fail. Just accept it, get over it, and move on. <laughs> excellent, excellent steps. And I totally 100% agree with each and every one of them. Scott, what daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life? Well, since I've got twins now, they're now three and a half. They're more mobile. They're more <laughs> chatty in the past six months. One thing that adds brightness to my day is my daughter will come down and son will come down in the morning after they get up. And they got into the habit of coming to the office and say, hey, let's have a dance party. <laughs> and mom got them, got them into this habit because when mom drives them around, they listen to dance music. That's what my wife prefers. So they're in, they, for a while, they came down and said, hey, let's have a dance party. And I'm like, I don't have any dance music. I listen to rock and roll and metal. <laughs> So, by the first few weeks, like, I don't have any dance music for you to play. Finally, I was like, all right, we got some Linkin Park in here. I can play that. We've got some mixes that we can dance to. We do that in the morning. It's a great time. We give hugs and kisses, and I do the man dance, which is your, your dude, so you know how it is. Right, yeah, yeah, I definitely know that dance. Sway side to side, but the kids don't care. We'll do spins, and my daughter thinks she's a better dancer than I am what she is, so even though she's three and a half. So that's that gets my day going in the right direction and gives me perspective on these little ones. They're the important things in life, not me working at my computer when they're coming down and barging the office. Hey, you know, I can take 10, 15 minutes, and we can dance for a while. Those are the moments that I'm going to remember years down the road, not the whatever I'm doing at the computer at the time. Absolutely correct. And those are the moments they're going to remember for sure. I love it. Absolutely love that. Very important. That's a new one. That's a new habit. And uh, I welcome it and 100% agree with that. What are you reading or listening to right now that you would recommend to our abundant leaders and why? For me, I've gotten in the mode, I had to stop listening to podcasts and financial shows. I found myself sounding like the people I was listening to, so I had to revert back to other content. I listen to a ton of music, being a musician and in a band. And some of that is, it cheers me up, it gets me in the right frame of mind. I'll listen to it when I start recording a show or when I'm out. And I'm a, a big dreamer and daydreamer, so when I hear songs, or when I'm on the treadmill or out running about, I'll start thinking things and getting ideas. 
For example, I've got a financial conference coming up in this fall. I volunteer to provide the entertainment for the awards ceremony. So when I start listening to music, I think, how can I incorporate this and piecing this together? I'm a big fan of music as meditation, improving your attitude, improving your outlook. There's so many good things that come from that. And I, everybody's got a specific style of music. Mine's not necessarily the same as anybody else's. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what I listen to right now. Reading, I'm all about personal finance books. Some of them are extremely technical. So I really couldn't um, refer any of those to people because they'd be like, oh, this is super boring, which some of them are, but I like them. <laughs> yeah, right. I get it. Yeah, that's good stuff. So does the entertainment at the uh, conference have anything to do with you and your twins dancing? Uh, no, it does not. <laughs> but there will be a there will be a live band there. <laughs> not 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 that kind of audience, huh? <laughs> not quite. <laughs> okay, uh, I think I would find it very entertaining personally. But uh, so, what do you feel holds most people back from truly living a life of abundance? I think for most people, they probably do what I used to. Do. And sometimes occasionally still do. And that's chasing the wind, I'll call it. Uh, thinking, if I just do this, then I'll get that. Or if I just achieve this goal, then everything's going to be so much better. Mm. And I've learned, recognize, you know, I have a life of abundance. Back when I had much less, when I had the single life, I had an abundance then. I mean, we're in one of the greatest countries in the world. And we're in the top 1% of incomers in the world compared to people who are making two, three bucks a day. We don't have to farm for our own food like people did 150 years ago. We don't have to build our own homes. We just go out and buy one. We have air conditioning and running water and the weekends off. So for me, it's recognizing happiness is you've got it and you've abundance. You've got it rather than, all right, I'll be happy when Friday comes or I'll be happy when we go on vacation or I'll be happy when we're in a bigger house or I'll be happy when my 401k is X dollars or when I retire, when the kids move out or when the kids move back, when I get the new job or this person is out of my life or in my life, whatever it is. And what I've learned to recognize, the grass is always greener on the other side. But the thing about that is when you get to the other side, the one thing that's common between them is you've brought yourself and you can't escape that. <laughs> so you, if you're miserable on one side of the fence, you're going to be miserable on the other side of the fence as well. Absolutely correct. So this isn't a planned question that I've already provided with you, but I know you can answer it. Well, roundabout anyway. At what point do you think that you finally realized that you were living a life of abundance? Because like me and like many others right now, I've, I've had this life of abundance for a very long time, but I didn't realize it until about three years ago. Uh, at what point do you feel that you finally realize that you're living that life of abundance? I, For me, it was when I stopped being selfish and made mm. everything about me, stopped being greedy and started being more giving of time, talent, and treasure, as we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And that was back in the day when I branched out on my own and started working for myself. It was at that point I decided I'm going to take a percentage of my income and I'm just going to give it away and I'm going to trust that this worked. And looking back, it absolutely worked compared to where I used to be. Right. Absolutely. And and I don't know about you, but once I made that realization, my whole world opened up. I mean, it was like I had blinders on, like like that horse on the track. I just had those blinders on. All I could see was straightforward and that, that one shiny thing that I was chasing after, that that fit dollar figure that I was chasing after, that next best thing. If I only, Like you said earlier, if I only had this, if I only had that in my life, then I could do this and be that. And once those blinders were taken off, everything opened up. 
Yeah, and for me as well, when my my, my wife is into real estate, she just um, bought a 1950s fixer-upper back in December, renovated the whole thing. It's a very small house, half the size that we're in now. Renovated all, put in new kitchens, uh, all kinds of stuff, and upgraded everything. And we went back there, and we looked at it as we worked on it, and she worked on it with the contractors, and we said, you know, we could be happy here. We could retire here. We could live in this house and be just as happy as we are in this house that's twice as big as we are now. And recognizing that, that we can scale our lives down. If we lost it all tomorrow, we'd still be happy because we don't find our happiness in, in stuff. Yeah, for me, it has a lot to do with location because I moved out of a 2,300-square-foot home that was, it was a lot of money. It was almost a million dollars here in Hawaii, and I moved into a 1,200-square-foot home on the beach. And we're just freaking crazy excited about it because for us, it's more about location than it was having this big, beautiful, fancy house to show off to people. Uh, I just like waking up on the beach, you know, or waking seeing the ocean and the beach from my bathroom. That's a bucket list of um, of mine. So, yeah, thanks for sharing that. I really appreciate that. So what does living a life of abundance mean to you? For me, it's about giving rather than getting. A couple of years ago, we sold one of our companies, and that was uh, when I started going down this personal finance path. And I had the opportunity to sit on the beach, drink margaritas for the rest of my life. I could have gone and started another IT company. I have had several offers over the past few years about working on different products or services, other things I could do based on my skill set. And I decided, nope, I am going to focus 100% of my efforts on helping people with their finances and see what impact I can have. And it's been, it's been amazing. I've gotten so much good feedback and it all boils down to just giving, giving information, helping people out, getting them a leg up on life and giving them the information that they didn't get in school from their parents or grandparents or friends or correcting incorrect information they have gotten and all the things that I've accumulated over the years and just sharing that. And it's all come back to make me a better person and get, make me feel rewarded for what I've done. Excellent. Absolutely wonderful. So other than scottallenturner.com, where else would we be able to reach you? And before you share that with us, I want to back up just a little bit. What did we not talk about today that you would like to ensure that our abundant leaders get from our conversation? I always like to tell people, you know, no matter where you are, we all start where we start. And that sounds like some weird statement, but you can be 250000 in debt, but recognize that come up with a plan, you get out of debt, you get back to zero, and then you work towards having financial abundance, relationship abundance, and all these other things that come along with that journey. So it doesn't matter if you're in the hole, if you have a net worth of zero, if you get a million dollars in the bank, you start where you start and you continue to improve on that. Because most of us coming out of school, at one point or another, we were at, at least I was, net worth negative zero, <laughs> way, way down in debt. And then from there, you get, climb out of the hole, get back to even, and then work up from there. So it doesn't matter where you're coming from, what your background is, your current financial situation, there is hope and there's a path to get out of that. Right, and there are multiple, multiple stories, some of which we've had on this show that definitely highlight that fact. And, you know, you can listen to the past episodes or you can go seek other information, but there are many examples to prove that very statement. And I thank you for sharing that, Scott. So like I was saying, other than scottallenturner.com, how else can our abundant leaders find out more about you? Because I know they're going to want to. 
Yeah, we've sped, I've set up a special link, scottallenturner.com slash abundance, and that's got several free goodies on there. It's also got my contact information. I've got a free guide up there, The 11 Habits of Millionaires. That's how people have achieved great wealth and the things they do each day. I've got a seven-day email course that's free, How to Save $1,000 in One Week. Just quick little tricks here and there and tips on how to trim everyday expenses without any loss in quality of life. And then I've also got the free audio version of my best-selling book, 99-Minute Millionaire, up there as well. We give that away for free. Wow, that's quite a bit, Scott. I appreciate that, seriously. And, man, none of that means anything at all until you do two things. One, go there and get that information. That link's going to be linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com. Just search Scott Allen Turner, and you'll find it there. But two... Take action on it. Do what Scott says to do, what he outlines in those in those checklists, and just do it. Do it. I'm telling you, so many people gather so much information, and there's a ton of it out there. But until you take action on it, it means absolutely nothing. So, Scott, I truly appreciate your time. This has been an amazing conversation. I would expect no less from anybody that uh, Interview Valet introduces me to. And I look forward to uh, developing a re- further relationship with you. Thanks, Wally. I appreciate you having me on the show. It's been great. Aloha, man. Aloha. Guys, I know many of you can certainly relate to that conversation. I know I, for one, have been a money moron or was a money moron for many, many years. And it just took a big kick in the head for me to finally get through my skull to uh, start getting more fiscally responsible and getting educated. And then, of course, as we talked about a little bit there, we Scott mentioned the importance of going out and failing. That is extremely important. You know, anybody who has gone anywhere in life, has done anything, they have failed. They have filed bankruptcy. They have made huge mistakes. Some cost them a lot of money. And some of my mistakes and some of my failures have certainly cost me a lot of money. I just call that an education. Every time I go out and do something new, I don't do it right the first time. I don't do it right the second time. And even when I do get it right, eventually along the way, I make more mistakes because I always try to go bigger or even something in the environment changes. Something changes that's out of my control and then I have to adjust and then I start making more mistakes and failing again. But ultimately, as long as I keep moving forward and keep learning from my mistakes, then I can move forward. Guys, you're no different. The only difference between you and I at this point is that I have stepped out there, I've put myself out there, I've tried new things, and I'm still in the process of doing new things. I've got a lot of things planned for the future, but one step at a time. Now, go out there and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.